Hey friends, it's uh, TG, your weight loss coach, and I uh, just want to welcome you to uh, the very first episode of the Weight Loss Coach Podcast, and um, I just want to uh, frame this up a little bit. Uh, you may be asking, uh, what do we need with another Weight Loss Coach Podcast, and um, I'll tell you why, is uh, after doing a lot of research for several months, um, we've looked around, and uh, nothing wrong with the other podcasts out there. But what they're doing, in my, my opinion, is working on the mechanics of weight loss, uh, which is what the weight loss industry pretty much uh, sells. And what I mean by the mechanics is the actual eating plan and the workout and then the weight loss. And you may say, well, that's what it's about. It is, but it isn't. And, uh, you know, there's several opportunities out there, several options and plans uh, for you to buy this amazing new program with an amazing new workout. And, yes, they all help you to lose weight. Um, the thing that no one's addressing is how do you keep it off? And uh, that's what we're about. Uh, for three decades, I've been a weight loss coach, uh, helping people lose weight and keep it off. And uh, so what this podcast is going to be about is learning to work from the inside out. Now, professionally speaking, it's not the sexiest approach around. Uh, it's not exciting. It's not you know shiny. Um, it's not instant and all those things that we're accustomed to. But um, we have found in our coaching that a lot of people, uh, and it's not a lot, it's almost everyone's indoctrinated to believe that's the way you do it. Indoctrination is like a religion. Uh, the weight loss industry has done an amazing job at uh, telling you this is how it works. We're going to give you this cool new eating plan. It can be keto. It can be Atkins. Uh, lately, the, you know, the shot. It all cycles back around. When you become old like me, uh, you've seen it uh, happen in cycles with a different rabbit, ri ribbon and a different package. So it looks different, but it's not. Uh, it all comes down to eat, work out, lose weight. Uh, the biggest problem with that is people who struggle to lose weight and keep it off, it's a struggle. And it cannot be something that's restrictive or something that's not doable long term. It's got to be what we use in our coaching is sustainable. And if it's not sustainable, you're not going to do uh, very well long term in helping to address your struggle. So um, who I have with me today is Amanda Weddle. Uh, she actually is one of our coaches uh, that help people to lose weight and keep it off. And I thought, what better way to start off the podcast? We're having her as uh, the guest, if you want to call it. Uh, she actually, again, is one of our weight loss coaches. But the cool thing about Amanda is Amanda was once in the shoes that most of you are. She was that female, uh, is still that female, uh, struggled uh, to lose weight and keep it off. She's probably tried everything out there. So, Amanda, um, I'll let you, like, you know, just kind of take over here. Uh, at what age did you realize you were struggling with your weight and you needed to start doing something about it? Sure. Um, so I've struggled with my weight since I can remember. So, like, early elementary age, um, it was very apparent to me that I had a look different uh, than my friends. Um, it wasn't until I had two daughters um, of my own that I realized that it was time to like get it together. Um, with that, I have done, like you said, everything and anything uh, that I could to lose weight. Um, and I lost weight, and I gained it, and I lost it, and I gained it. Um, at my heaviest, I was about 220 pounds. Um, and I was sick. My body hurt. I couldn't move. I couldn't play with my girls. Um, and again, I would lose the weight, gain it right back, lose the weight, gain it right back, um, until working with this approach of starting on the inside and, um, 
figuring out what works for me in my everyday life. Yeah. And uh, she is actually, you know, that what, that's what makes her an amazing coach is she is a female that's been in a female situation. And we, we like to bring it to your attention. And Amanda will be the first one to tell you, the struggle doesn't end. But you learn to live an amazing life with your struggle is what we coach and what this podcast is going to be about. And so we're going to start off with what I feel like uh, from my data. I'm not all data, no drama kind of guy. So I don't just say this is what I think. It's, you know, three decades of, of research and three decades of note taking. The number one thing we need to start with today is what we're talking about is beliefs. And, and when you talk about beliefs, uh, you know, you hear people say, oh, you just need to believe and, you know, the secret and all that stuff. And that's all cool. But where I step in is say, well, what about the belief? Tell me what you mean when you encourage people and you motivate them and give them cool little sayings like you just got to believe and you need willpower and come on and you rah rah. The rah rah cheerleading dies down after a while, if not immediately. And then you're like, well, what about the belief? So what I do and what I'd like you to do as an exercise, and it's going to be hard, by the way. It's going to be one of the hardest things you've ever done because you are not wired to answer this question uh, without letting your ego and your pride and actually a defense mechanism comes in to you know, protect you, and it's built into you. So my question is uh, for you to take down a card or a piece of paper, write down 10 reasons you feel like you don't deserve to lose weight and keep it off. And I'm going to repeat that. Write down 10 reasons you don't deserve to lose weight and keep it off. And that is counterintuitive to how we're wired, right? I mean, we are like, oh, well, wait a minute, Travis. I mean, I'm listening to this podcast because I want to learn to lose weight and keep it off. I deserve to. I've worked hard all my life, and I'm a good person, and I, I'm a good family, and I, I get it. But what we have to do is got to move your ego out of the way. And when we're coaching our clients and we give them this exercise, it takes them four or five days, maybe seven days before our next meeting to even come up with three or four. And some may get six. I give the, I give the homework assignment in a 10 format. And I tell them, I want you to stretch your mind and try to remove your ego and everything out of the way and be vulnerable with yourself. Be vulnerable. I mean, you may want to cry and let it out. I promise you, though, if you'll sit, and I'm going to use the word meditation because I'm big into meditation, but you can call it what you want. If you'll sit in a room and meditate on that phrase, 10 reasons are just a reason you do not deserve to lose weight and keep it off. Something that you feel. The subconscious is going to pull it up for you. And that's what we really work on. Now, I want to hop in because the first time I heard this, I was like, well, that's stupid. I deserve to lose weight. Like That has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that I want to lose weight. Um, and it really is, I mean, you can start at a very surface level thought process with this and it's like, I don't know, I deserve it. Like, what do you mean? Until you start, like I always talk about doing a little journaling before doing this and kind of like digging a little bit deeper into your thoughts of why am I overweight and what is my struggle with keeping it off, right? So getting to that point where you can sit down and, and, right. Um, we have some really good examples of this, of the reasons and the beliefs, um, that Travis is going to read here in a second, but it's one of those things that just off the top of your head, you're not going to come up with anything because it's, it's, it's such a simple question. Um, but the answers and the reasons you're going to come up with are, are actually pretty deep. Yeah. And 
like Amanda just said, when you first hear that, you kind of get up into a defense mechanism mm-hmm. of like, I don't understand. I mean, there's nothing, no reason I don't deserve it. And I understand that. And I want you to understand that's your logical consciousness telling you that. And what we talk about a lot in our coaching is, you know, guys, girls, 4%, that, that's your conscious level. It's what you are playing with 99% of the time, thinking this has got all the answers. This 96% back here, the subconscious that nobody really talks about, it's calling the shots. It's telling you subconsciously why you don't deserve to lose weight and keep it off. So I'm going to give you an example of a real uh, an amazing client of mine. And um, uh, obviously I'm going to leave her name out. But she just went through this exercise. And I'm going to read to you basically uh, the homework she turned in. And she said, not going to lie, this was a tough one. Uh, I noticed mine started turning into why is it better to not lose weight instead of why I don't deserve to lose it. So see, she went down a rabbit hole where it turned into why is it better not to lose weight. So one thing she wrote down here is, because gaining weight is what happens when you are not disciplined. Kind of like, this is what I deserve. And so I want to stop right there. This is big with our coaching clients. And this is something you may relate to is gaining weight is what happens when you're not disciplined. So she has a belief that she's not disciplined. And so we say, why does she believe that? Because I'll tell you this, 99.9% of our clients, it's not discipline. She believes she's not disciplined because of an indoctrination of failing so many times at programs that were not sustainable, programs that were completely unrealistic. And even though we can look at them and say, this is unrealistic, well, we're going to do it because we don't know any better and the gurus are saying, this is what you do. Eat this, even though I don't like that food, do these crazy workouts, all this stuff. But she now accredits herself as not disciplined because she failed so many times. Mm -hmm. And now it's a belief, although it's a made-up belief, she feels like I'm not disciplined, so I deserve to look like this. Well, I mean, that's where you fail before you even start your next program. Like subconsciously, you know that you're not you're not disciplined, so you go into oh well, maybe this will work, and your subconscious is already like yeah, no, 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 you're not you're not even gonna last the six weeks or the ten weeks or whatever it is. So I mean that that's something that's gonna work against you 99% of the time. And, you know, Amanda, I think that a lot of people really, if you talk to them, they don't think that's a big deal. They think that, well, but the mechanics, Travis, I mean, I know I can eat this and I can do this workout and lose weight. I understand that you can draw upon your willpower to do that. But I want you, I want you guys and girls to listen to me. Willpower is so – willpower and confidence are two things that are used in the weight loss industry to motivate you. Let me tell you why those are ridiculous. Willpower – has anybody looked the dictionary word up? It's willing the power to get through a temporary situation. Temporary. Willpower is going to fail Mm -hmm. you because you cannot sustain willpower at a high level. And if you're having to use willpower from the get-go, you need to look at the program and who's selling it to you and say, God, man, if if I have to use willpower, there must be something here because it's not really catering to me. Well, and willpower and confidence changes from day to day. It's it's one of those things that there's never an average or like a – a balance with your confidence or with your uh, willpower. So it's, I mean, one day you're going to feel like a failure. One day you're going to be on top of the world, just depending on, I don't know. And what, what she said is. is very perfect. And you know, you may be asking, well, if that's the case, what Amanda's saying, which she's experienced, what do you need to be looking for in a plan? 
a sustainable plan because a sustainable plan is something you'll do on days you feel like it and days you don't because it's not overwhelming. It's not overbearing. It's not that like... it's just your life. Huh, yes, it becomes <laughs> your life. You're like, hey, I don't feel like today, but I can do this. Yeah. But if it's out of control and willpower is needed, the days you don't feel like it, eh. You won't. What is it called? I throw in the towel. Yep. Or if life comes at you and an obstacle or a, a, a problem comes up that you weren't... What do we do? Well, I blew it. Might as well throw in the towel and not do it. It's because it was never sustainable. Confidence. You know what kills about confidence? You failed so many times, where are they expecting you to get confidence on what? To fail again? You need confidence this time. Why? Because I said so. Yeah, but I have failed so many but times. How do you build it? Huh? How do you build it? How do you build it? I, I quit having confidence uh, back in my 20s. Or mm-hmm. When I was 18, I did 40 of these things, and I don't know. I'm just, you know, so mm-hmm. they, don't use those words uh, in, in any kind of approach. Um, back to the belief. Without going into too much detail, what we actually coach to is a big session on how all beliefs are made up. And I want you to go down the rabbit hole with this later and think about this. An example I always use is, why is this called a pen? I always ask my clients in in big, large groups, like, what is this? They'll say a pen. Why is it called a pen? Because it writes. I'll say, well, that's what it does. Well, it has ink in it. Well, that's what's in it. I even offer up $1,000 if somebody can tell me, why is this called a pen? Long story short... If you go back, and we have done the research on this, on a lot of stuff, all things were made up at one time. Somebody just said, hey, we're going to call this a pin. Everybody said, sounds good. It's now called a pin. The greatest thing to do is if you have kids or around kids, ask them why it's called a pin. Like, they have, they don't have the, the logic yeah. that we have. No, they haven't been told over and over and over and over again what belief they should have about something and they just stare at you and they're like i don't know someone told me that's what it was yes i mean ask them anything they that's exactly what they'll tell you that's what that's what they said and you know i I, I, and we've got into ruffling some feathers before i'm not talking about good religions and bad but i think we found out there's 450 organized religions organized i know there's more but they all have a different belief and based on how you were brought up in your household with indoctrinating from your parents saying, this is what you should believe in, you believed it. Now, I'm not going into what's right or wrong here. I'm just saying, if you look around your room, everything is a made-up belief. What's it got to do with anything, Travis? Because the belief she has that she's not disciplined is made up. So what we work on is we need to change that belief. If we're gonna, have, if all beliefs are made up, let's believe some good stuff. Um, I always get people that call me out in the audience and go, You've convinced me that all beliefs I have are made up, but you said we need to replace them with good beliefs that, you know, mm-hmm. it isn't about discipline, blah, blah, blah. But isn't that a belief also? It is. But if I'm going to believe some stuff about myself, man, Might as well be the greatest. I'm going to believe the good right. stuff, right? And that takes neurological programming to get you to go in that direction. And we have to show sustainable approach that you're like, I see now where I didn't need discipline like I thought. Mm-hmm. So another one she says is um, – because I am ashamed, I need help to become healthy. I See? feel like the weight loss industry is great with like, uh, and you talk about this all the time. Uh, this is this is how you're going to lose your weight. This is how you're going to be healthy. This is how you're going to look a certain way. Get your six pack, and then take your ankles right out from underneath yep. you. That it's just uh, you're destined to to fail. Right. With and- shame and guilt, and it's one of the only industries that uh, you can fail. And it's never the product's fault. It's always oh, the person. Oh, yeah. Uh, think about how many times you failed at a program that had a money-back guarantee when it comes to weight loss. 
you don't ever ask for your money back. But if you had a vacuum cleaner you bought the other day from a store and two days later yeah. it burned up, you'd be back up there asking for your money back. Mm -hmm. They make you feel like you're the reason it failed. So that comes to this. I'm now ashamed I need help to become healthy. Ego gets in the way, shame gets in the way, and then you're scared to ask for help. Mm -hmm. uh, another one she says is, because I don't want the disappointment of gaining the weight back again. This is huge. I talk to my clients all the time about, if you don't think all the times you have failed isn't a major roadblock holding you back from doing it again, especially when you get older, you're highly mistaken. Uh, I think my middle-aged clients and older come to me and say, you know, I, I can't lose it like I used to. And it must mm -hmm. be because I'm older. Because everybody says metabolism so sound farthest from the truth. They have failed so many times, exactly what she said here. I don't want the disappointment of gaining the weight back again. In your mind, your subconscious is saying, hey, Amanda, man, we don't want to do this again. That hurts. Mm -hmm. It feels good to lose it. You get all the paparazzi praise, mm -hmm. but then when you lose it, it's painful and it hurts. And it's easier just to stay back here mm -hmm. and blend in where everyone in society says I belong, including myself. And I don't want to be disappointed and I don't want the pain of hurt again. So then the resistance comes when you're trying to do it again. You're like, what's stopping me now? What is going on? Enough of that. That subconscious, 96% back there, gang, is going to call the shots. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, that's how, that's how the weight loss industry keeps you in the loop. Uh, and you've heard of diet cycles and all of the different crazy names of keeping you in uh, engaged and involved in weight loss. And it's we have – uh, tons of statistics about uh, anytime you do a crash diet or a fad diet or something that is going to be a quick fix weight loss program, you're more than likely going to gain 5% more than what you lost. So you're going to, if it was 15 pounds, you're going to lose the 15 pounds, you're going to gain it back plus 5% more. So every time you do one of those quick fixes, it's going to turn right back into a higher weight. Yeah, always. What I'm, and you've relate, I'm sure everyone listening right now can relate to, man, once I cave or I give in, mm -hmm. I gain the weight back plus five extra pounds. My favorite I mean, is go back to real life. Yeah, right, go back to real life. So uh, what I want to leave you with is, is something that I want you to think about, and, and it's huge mainly with women that it is more so than men, is women feel like they don't believe uh, they deserve to invest in themselves physically, mentally, or financially to get healthy and better. You're mm -hmm. wired from birth. You're just wired to be a caretaker, mm -hmm. to put everyone else first and sacrifice yourself because you feel selfish, guilty. Um, oh, this is, you know, I shouldn't spend money that on mom myself. Shame. Mom shame. Everyone else, right? Mm -hmm. But that only happens until it doesn't happen anymore. You wake up one day and all of a sudden you get your, I had a lady the other day. She woke up. Took care of all her kids, got them off college, burned her on, the, uh, put her on the back burner. Now she's pre-diabetic, high cholesterol, and she's in a bad place because she wanted to put everybody first. You need to turn that mentality around, people, especially women. If you put yourself first, you're not hurting anybody nor neglecting your duties as a mom or a husband or a wife or whatever you want to call it. You are making yourself better, and the ripple effect is shown immediately that you're a better mom, you're a better wife, you're better at your job because you did put yourself first. But it's kind of hard to turn that around because you are born to put everybody else first. And uh, basically, you have a problem like, um, if you have a problem like uh, I get real sick, I go to the doctor, he says, oh my gosh, 
we need three thousand dollars to to get you. Man, you come up with that three thousand just like that because mm-hmm. you're sick and you're in pain. The problem with this society is women and men. We wait for that emergency situation. Yes, you're not, not in, you're not in you're not enough pain right now. Right. Yeah. Right. You're not in enough pain right now. You're like, eh, I'm overweight. I'm breathing hard. I don't sleep mm-hmm. good. But I'll take care of it because you're not in immediate pain. And, and I'm going to tell you, you don't want to wait to get into immediate pain because then you're pre-diabetic and all the things that go with that. So um, we would like to also tell you any comments, mainly if you want us to talk on a certain topic moving forward, we set up an email address just for this podcast. And it's called weightlosscoach at travisgarza.com. Weight loss coach at traviscars.com. Email us with maybe a topic that you'd like us to address. I won't promise you will will address it, but we have all kind of a, an agenda that we want to discuss in this podcast. We've been working on this for a while, but we'd like to hear what you'd like to uh, hear talked about or discussed or explained and something that's working from the inside out. Remember, we're not going to be talking about the mechanics uh, that, you know, that's a whole different um Talking point. It's right. pretty easy, actually, if you will work with that, somebody. That is the easy part. It the is, diet well, and the workout is easy. Yeah. I mean, especially with our program because <laughs> you're eating food you like. We're going to be working out at a sustainable level. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a byproduct of our program. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say the weight loss, the eating, and the workout eventually become like a byproduct. The inside out is what makes it glue and sustainable so you do it the rest of your life. And that's where we brag, keep the weight off. Yep. So any yep. closing thoughts? No, I'm just super excited that we get to do this, have these conversations. Yeah. Just looking forward to the next one. Yeah, we've been looking forward to doing this for a while. We feel like there's a need for a podcast, uh, weight loss, but working from the inside out. So, hey, gang, love you guys. We look forward to next Wednesday, 12 noon, every week, Wednesday, 12 noon. And this will be rebroadcasted on all of your, uh, your favorite podcasts. Favorite podcasts. What are those platforms. Called? Platforms. There you go. Yeah. So, hey, love you guys, and uh, have an amazing rest of your week.